Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George Bakai. I'm back. I'm back here today to discuss our favorite promotion. If you're watching this and you're a regular, welcome. Back, as always. If you're a first-timer, welcome. I got my pineapple bubbly, and I got my life podcast partner, Uncle Bobby B, who's going to be taking the reins today. Because you know what? Your host can't always do the hosting. Sometimes he wants to do the color commentary. So without oh, so further ado, <laughs> tonight's leader, Uncle Bobby B. Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to the Rewind. Uh, unfortunately, you know, George uh, sometimes has a busy day. We have we have lives of our own and uh, we weren't able to uh, or he wasn't able to uh, watch uh, Fusion today. But well, I caught bits and pieces. I got enough to get me through. Okay. Enough to get me through. You got enough to get you through. Perfect. So your boy, Uncle Bobby B, is going to be leading the charge here today. So we open with just... I, I, I not even three minutes in and I was already pissing myself laughing. You've got Hammer, you've got Holiday and you've got EJ and Duca and they're walking and they're interrupted by uh, a guy whose name I should know, but he's a journalist and he comes up asking questions and they're like, whoa, slow down, Turbo. And and, and Holiday's like, I'm literally like mid bite. And as he says that, like a piece of food falls out of his mouth. And I, I don't think that was intended. So it, it just the timing could I'm literally mid bite and like a chunk of energy bar falls out of his mouth. Um, all three of these guys has some great lines in this, especially Holiday is on the phone and he's talking to MJF and he's just talking about, you know, Sting hasn't been over since he was in the police. And uh, I know you really want to come down for for uh, War Chamber, but you can't. That's OK. Just Holiday being Holiday. Uh, Cesar Duran approaches. Oh, and he says, Hammer dicks, you're difficult people to find. You know, first of all, it's hammerheads. So basically, Cesar Duran is trying to uh, coax the hammerheads into working with him to annihilate Contra Unit. Hmm. So, so you're talking about his backdoor deals from a few weeks ago. He's had enough of them already. He is trying to work with join forces with the hammer dicks it could be the biggest battle mlw's ever seen contra unit hammerheads mlw war chamber and so uh he's offering to uh provide that final member of the team that's needed for war chamber he said that they would very much like this man but he didn't specify who he just had a key around his neck and said, this is the key to unlock your dreams kind of thing. So more on that later in the episode. But that, so that whole sketch was just fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Uh, we get into a, a tag team match. We've got LA Park. We've got Los Parks. Against 5150. And this just degenerates into a brawl real fast uh it it chairs were flying everywhere bodies and limbs were just flying there was expletives being uttered uh culminated in the removal of a mask no but uh luckily he was prone on the ground and they uh his father and you know they were able to cover his face so that he wasn't exposed but 5150 full-on took la park's mask no that's not nice. You don't do that. You don't do that in a luchador. That's that's like a cardinal sin in luchador wrestling. No, it, it, it it's a big deal. So um, I expect that that feud is going to be running pretty hot and heavy 
for the next little while. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, going to culminate with a title match. We already know that. It's culminating with we, a title match. We we know that. And uh, 5150 right now are just on a rampage. Like, uh, you better hope they don't collide with any of the other kind of factions or teams we have kicking around because it's it's going to get ugly real fast. 5150 are forced to be reckoned with. Well, they've they've pretty much they pretty much wrote off Jordan Oliver off TV. So injustice is now dead because we know he was released a short time after. Um, right. There really is no more team filthy that ended last week. So really, the only faction is fifty one fifty and uh, well Contra yes, but there really isn't a need for them to collide with Contra yet, and they're already colliding with Azteca Underground, if you will. So now more on hold that thought because uh, following this, this match. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention just a, just a barrel roll, like, like through the ropes, barrel roll by homicide just came off so beautifully. Like a guy like homicide for him to look graceful in the air. It (laughs) it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But uh, we then get into a little bit of a, not a little bit. It is a promo. From the leader of Contra Unit. We love him. Joseph, Joseph Samael. And Joseph Samael just cuts a promo on the Philly fans, calling them fat pieces of shit. And he cuts a promo on Richard Holiday, calls him a panty waist. And he cuts a promo on EJ and Duca, calls him a clumsy reject. And just he's 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 prepping for War Chamber. Samael is is pissed. But the plot will thicken, all right? We're, we're just still getting into the plot. It's got to thicken still. So then like we have a, stew, a huge... Like a stew, it's got to get thicker. It's got to simmer. Right, right. And then we move into a big, it's a 12-man elimination match. Nice. Six men on each side. So we have the team of Zenchi, Richard Holiday, the Blue Meanie, Savio Vega, Warhorse, and EJ and Duca. And they were taking on the team of Casey Navarro, mm. Kevin Koo. And interestingly, when Kevin Koo came out to the ring, his promo video was still showing Team Filthy graphics. So I wonder if they just haven't had a chance to update that yet. I'm going to say uh, that. I'm not going to say yeah. that Team Filthy still kicking around unless he's going to take Team Filthy on his own. But that wouldn't make sense because he's not Tom no. Lawler. Right. A- and then we had uh, Ikuro Kwan representing Contra Unit. Mm. Uh, Beast Man was also in attendance with Kim Chi. I, I, I see that face you're making because we, he was released. But this well, obviously we all know anybody who doesn't know MLW schedule, they pre-tape a lot of these in the can weeks in advance. So these were probably pre-taped and they have the footage. So they're not going to scrap the footage because they released somebody. And uh, let's be honest, it wasn't a huge loss. Sorry. Just going to throw anyways. Yeah. Well, you know what? He did. I'll get to it in a second. But the other two final members of the team, King Mo yeah. and Gino Medina. OK, that's actually so you that's can already see teams and you can already see some of the, you know, Gino Medina and, and Richard Holiday on opposite teams. Uh, kind of some some rivalries there. So the match itself was actually great matches like that with a lot of people involved are sometimes difficult it, you know you can't work a lot of psychology and 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 all that but they made it work especially given the time constraints they have um the the two guys who put in the work for their teams were really ej and duca and beastman beastman went on a tear took out like three people 
by the end, it was EJ and Duca, and I think he had uh, Casey Navarro, Ikuro Kwan, and Gino Medina left. And he actually took all of them out, including Kim Chi. So, in essence, as mentioned on commentary, this isn't my own observation. EJ and Duca eliminated seven people and they only had six opponents. So he did, he put in the work and and well, that Kim match Chi, I think was Kim Chi is known to get involved in matches. If you go through the history of Kim Chi as a he manager, did. he does put himself in situations uh, where he can get his butt whooped, and it's happening. And he did that in this match very much so, uh, getting getting quite involved, and he, he he got his ass kicked for his for his trouble. So you would say, I mean, and again, I, I watched snippets of the match. I watched enough to get by this week. Uh, I skimmed through it quickly, but I will go back and watch the whole thing after. And spoiler alert, like Rob said, you know, we all have lives, but yeah. I, I couldn't watch the full episode. It's not because I'm not a faithful. It's just I had other stuff happening today. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, would you not say that in my interpretation of the match is that they are building up in Duca to be this force? So when, War Chamber, when War Chamber does happen, I think Nduka is going to get a lot of the spots. And I will say this much. You're right. With that amount of talent that was around that ring, literally taking up almost the whole ring, um, they all, in matches like that, mostly everybody gets one cool spot and then they're eliminated. They're tossed out. But there were layers to this and there was a story told. And it's not easy to do. So that's a credit to the amazing MLW roster. Yep. Warhorse looked great, really came in high octane. He was looking sharp. Casey Navarro and Zenshi had some great exchanges. Uh, Blue Mini and Beastman was kind of kind of fun. Some spots they did like sumo spot. Uh, and of course, you had Gino Medina and Richard Holiday fighting on the outside because there's still some bad blood there. But overall, a great match. Kind of pretty much everyone got their shit in it, to use the parlance of the industry. And uh, it was enjoyable. And EJ and Duca, he took out King Mo with one. He just gave him a verdict. Spinebuster. And that was the end of King Mo. Three count. Wow. He would have been more impressive if he knocked King Mo out like cold. That would have been cooler. It would have been. But EJ and Duca and the commentators mentioned it. And I absolutely have to agree. How do you let a guy like that go? Uh they mentioned he was like, a, you know, at the performance center and they, they let him go. And they, I, I agree. Like he is looking really, he looked great in this match. Like he's the real deal and his comedic delivery and his promo stuff he did with hammer and holiday, obviously you're kind of overshadowed by holiday in terms of promos. Everybody is, but he held his own. Like he was great with the lines he delivered. It was fantastic. So we had, you know, EJ and Duca coming out on top for that match. And yeah, just a couple of fun vet spots there with Vega and, and uh, Blue Mini and stuff. So it was it was a good a good little match and I quite enjoyed it. I think they, they managed to squeeze it in uh, pretty well with the time constraints. Absolutely. Moving on, we had uh, Caesar Duran with a little interaction with uh, Willow wait, Nightingale. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Well, we were supposed to call him Caesar anymore. We're supposed to go CD, baby. It's all oh, about yeah, CD. CD. CD's nuts. <laughs> so CD... <laughs> CD had a little inter, you know, exchange with Willow Nightingale, and she's talking about how she's not just coming here to take this belt; she's coming here to make this belt. Oh, I like that. So I like Willow, that. I like confidence. I like confidence in my woman wrestlers. I love that. I do. And, and you know, she said she's not here to make friends, but but Caesar kind of said like, you know, this could be the beginning of a of a good relationship. And she, Willow's just like bubbly, kind of like, yeah, of course. But you can tell underneath that bubbly exterior, she's ready to kick some ass at the drop of a dime. So. Who knows what's going to happen now? Is there a little allegiance with Caesar and 
Cesar and Willow Nightingale. See, that's interesting to me because even when I saw that little snippet, I thought that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem to fit. I myself personally would think Holodead would be more CD's speed. But I mean, you know what? It's not impossible that a guy like CD, who's very underhanded and very methodical, could have a baby face on his team. It's not unlikely to happen. But maybe it's just they're playing off the fact that Willow is a little naive into the history of CD. Maybe she didn't catch the expose. Maybe. It's possible. So then we go into Cesar's office. I love that office. I really do. I love, it's so homey. CD's office. CD's so office homey. is, 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 is badass. And I also like the um, fact that you can get your work in with that punching bag that's conveniently right by the door that makes it difficult for people to enter and exit. Well, Jacob Fatu is in the office and oh, nice. he is going berserk, throwing shit around. I want my motherfucking rematch. And uh, we get a little bit of a revelation here, George. We get some news. I like news. Is so, it breaking news? It's, it's, it's pretty breaking. Lewis probably hasn't heard it yet. <laughs> so Cesar Duran talks about how in the past... Joseph Samael had coerced Court Bauer into giving Joseph Samael control over all of Jacob Fatu's title matches. We know this. We know that. Gatekeeper clause. We knew about it. Yeah. Right. What we don't know is that that clause is still in effect. And according to CD, Joseph Samael has not approved the rematch. Oh, now Fatu, Fatu kind of sees that CD might be playing some games here and says, no, no, you're not, you're not, nobody's putting nothing between me and Joseph Samael. And he kind of walks off. But it's a little concerning about that. What, is there a rift developing in Contra here? Could we be witnessing the beginning of the end of Contra? Absolutely. We noticed it. You know why we noticed? You know how we noticed that? We noticed that last week in Max Kruger's inaudible promo where he called himself the leader of Contra. And then now we know this revelation. So what I honestly picture, I'm going to throw this out there right now. This is my, this is my uh, you know, prediction for War Chamber. Not only is Hammer's team going to Hammerhead or Hammer Dicks, what are they calling themselves now? The Hammerheads. Hammer okay. The Hammerheads are going to win. Okay. And there was also footage that was leaked from War Chamber. And I already know that one of the participants uh, had a jacket very similar to Savio Vega. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, also, I will say this that when Hammers, the Hammerheads win, I'm, I'm not going to say Hammer. When Hammers team wins, okay, I don't like Hammerheads. I don't like it. When Hammers team wins, I believe that Contra is going to turn on Joseph Samaya. I believe that Contra will implode at war chamber and it's not well, a bad thing because it's been literally a three plus year faction sometimes it's just got to end it's got to, i don't yeah. want it to but it's got but, to and it's funny you you should mention that about a similar jacket to savio vega uh because at the end of the show following the main event which i'll get to momentarily mm -hmm. uh there's some more interaction between holiday hammer and ej and duca and our friend Alicia Atut, Love the her. interview queen herself. Love her. Uh, so she's speaking to them, and well, she gets the the breaking news that 
Richard Holiday has been granted a title shot against Alexander Hammerstone. Now, oh! again, again, these guys are just gold because they smash the shit out of the fourth wall. And Richard basically says, oh, Hammer, you know what's going to happen. You know exactly. I'm, I'm just I'm going to turn on you. He's like, you're going to you're going to finish your world championship match. You're going to be raising your arm in victory. All the consumers will be there raising their arms in victory. I'll be there with you. I'll pull you in for a hug. We'll hug and then I'll smash you in the back. And, you, you know, basically laying out the whole heel turn. And and and, and Hammer's like, well, you can't do that. Man. Or uh, Basically, Richard Holiday calls himself a face. And Hammer looks at him like you're not a you're not a baby face man like you're a tweener at best like <laughs> a tweener I love it you're a tweener at best just breaking you know the fourth what? wall a lot of I people love that shit once in a while a lot of people it, it, don't give Hammer the credit for his comedy they, they it's always Richard Richard kills the comedy he does we know this but they don't give Hammer enough credit for his comedy they don't I'm gonna give Hammer some credit right now as a, as a student of comedy. His timing and delivery is excellent. He's he, he's great. He's great. So you're right. He doesn't get enough credit. Go back and watch the begin the, the bookend of the whole the whole show because it was just great. But we did skip over the main event because I wanted to to hit that part uh, before I forgot about it. The main event, of course, is our Opera Cup semifinal between Bobby Fish, the veteran, and Davy Richards, the American Wolf, also a veteran. Now, I did watch Similar this entire in- match. I did watch his yeah. entire match because it was so worth it. And I will say this now. I've said this a lot since the return of Fusion Alpha, but I will say this. And this is the fact. I'm going to get really serious right now. Really serious. This easily, to, my, to me, to my opinion, was match of the year. This was match of the year? I loved it. I loved the For story. MLW? Yes. Okay. I will give this MLW match of the year. Hands down, All right. because these two knocked it out of the park. And I thought, I thought Fish had chemistry with uh, with Lee Moriarty. I said that was match of the year. I got to say, Davey Richards and Fish, the layers in this match were incredible, and I enjoyed it bell to bell. This has to be my favorite match since Fusion Alpha started. Has to be. My my honest comment, what my commentary was going to be on this match was, just go watch it. I could sit here and tell you kind of how the match went and how the finish went, but I'm not going to do it justice. Just go watch it. It's well, a we... strong style kick ass. They beat the shit out of each other for like 20 minutes. Just go watch it. Not you. I'm saying the the, right. the populace in general. If you're listening to this and you haven't yet watched it, just go watch it. Go watch it. It was it was a thing of beauty. It was it was fantastic. Well, you have to you have to lay out the winner. We always do that. You have to well, lay out the winner. I'll lay out the winner. It was it was a nice little, very little, agile uh, victory roll from uh, uh, Davy Richards to reverse a was it like a something. I think I think Fish had him in a fireman's carry and yes, yes he did. Davy Richards victory roll through into an ankle lock. Depending on the wrestler, you could say fireman's carry, but you could also say the beginning of a Samoan drop. So it could have gone either way, really. But yeah, it was like a fireman's carry type deal. Had him over the shoulders. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and he caught and him. He weaseled yeah. out of it. Ankle lock, classic. We love the ankle lock. Who doesn't? Uh, it's a, it's a seamless doesn't? maneuver. The roll, There's, I always, what I love more than the ankle lock, though, maybe I'm weird. I love the roll into the ankle lock. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That victory roll was so crisp. Like, it looked good. 
Oh, it's Davey Richards. That timing takes both guys to, to make it look smooth, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it, it was great. The two guys, they those two guys worked fantastic together. Well, we, we called that then. We called the finals of the Opera Cup, didn't we? We pretty much we know. Did. Well, we picked, we picked Tankman and Richards in the final. And, I mean, not taking anything away from TJP, but it's Tankman Richards. It's going to be. We called it. Yeah. We it's did. been called. It's been called. We did. We called it. We called it at the beginning of the Opera Cup. And now we have the unfortunate task of picking the winner. Yeah. And uh, I'm probably going to go with Davey Richards. I got to be the I got to be the Achilles heel to your armor, my friend. I got to be. Hey, I got to go. I would not begrudge. You know why? I would not begrudge victories to either of these men. No. They would both be deserved. And you know what? I I think Calvin Tankman, I always kind of picture the Opera Cup winner. I mean, supposed to get a title shot. I don't know if they, I mean. Tom Lawler really didn't. Well, he kind of did, but it was kind of a half-ass shot. But the Opera Cup winner is supposed to be technically the number one contender, if you will. Uh, and uh, I, I believe Tankman and Hammer is way more interesting than Richards and Hammer. I don't know why. I just feel like heavyweight hustle, especially the match he had with Jacob for two, I feel like him and Hammer could do something special. Not really disagreeing special. with you. Not disagreeing with you. I just feel like it might be a Davy Richards victory. I don't know. I, I I would honestly be happy either way. I think I, I, both of I those guys be, can have I a good be, match. But my Hammer. my my head says Richards, but my heart says heavyweight hustle Calvin Tankman. So I'm going with my heart on this one. I'm going with my heart. All right, you go with your heart. I'm going with my head. <laughs> well, you are a hammerhead, so I'm a consumer, bud. I know you are. Oh, seriously, MJF going talking to, to sorry Holiday talking to MJF on the phone just priceless it was was good you know what i i i still think i mean even though the footage was leaked i still would have liked to see because i know there is that working relationship with AEW. like they've lent over brian pillman for a little bit i just would have liked to see mjf come back what like dynasty reunite for one more time that's what i would like to see oh well that's what you just you just reminded me uh you were talking about footage that was leaked from war chamber with a similar jacket Mm-hmm. to yeah. Savio Vega. Yes, I did. I, I put that on my at, at that final uh, promo there with EJ Holiday and Hammer. All right, with the key. Uh, did, did, EJ, did EJ mentions, what, like, wasn't that that key, man? Like, wasn't that thing he used to use to control his brother? Even Hammer's like, no, man, we ain't seen his brother for a long time. I don't think that's even that's even an option. Or his son. Was his brother or his son? I can't remember. I think it was his No, son. his brother. It's his, his brother. brother. Yeah. 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 So Savio's brother, perhaps? It did. It did look a lot like Savio, but you're right. Could be his brother. We'll maybe have to, Cesar hooked that up. Maybe Cesar hooked that up. We'll have to see. We'll have to see when War Chamber. War Chamber should be coming out in a couple of weeks. I mean, it was filmed on Saturday. We know this should be coming out in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to uh, to check it out. Been been, you know, uh, we we scroll through the MLW, or at least I do the MLW discussion group on Facebook, which I believe is operated by MLW. I know Hammers and Admin in there and, and a couple other people. And some people have been saying, yeah, I haven't really been enjoying since the restart. I thought it was going to be more uh, like like Lucha Underground and stuff like that. Uh, I believe what's going on is Azteca Underground was pitched, but didn't necessarily get picked up. But I know they're still moving ahead with the project. So some people haven't been enjoying the restart and that's cool. But I think you just have some patience. Mmlw's is picking back up again. Things are open up again. I don't know They're why. Doing I don't shows. know why. 
Why, why haven't they? Because, I mean, the matches that have been happening week to week. Like Durant, uh, CD, sorry, I keep saying Durant. Got to gotta scrap it. CD, CD. CD, CD has been a, uh, a matchmaking fucking guru, in my opinion. He's putting together dream matches on weekly TV. Not And these are pay-per-view caliber matches, hey, man. You can't please everybody, and the unhappy sure. people always speak. The smallest minority always speaks the loudest. Sure. So, Very true. You know what I mean? Like, and if you haven't been, if MLW has philosophical been, of you, Rob, very philosophical. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm used to uh, dealing with difficult people, so I understand the mentality. Sometimes. Is that a shot at me right now? Are you taking a shot at me? No, no, no. You're taking a shot at like, me right now? Like, no. Okay, I'll, I'll meet you, you in the war chamber, Rob. If you 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 work, you deal with people. All the time. an unhappy customer tells mm-hmm. fifty people. A happy customer maybe tells one or two. You know what I mean? I don't tell anybody. It's just like, how was it there? It was all right. Yeah, it was good. It was good. But when you're pissed off, when you have a bad experience. Oh, fuck. It sucks ass. Sucks eggs. Sucks eggs. Right. So just because a few people are saying, oh, this sucks. And not that anyone's saying that, but like that doesn't really mean anything because the the, the people are showing up. There's asses in seats. Merch is selling. You know, there's there's expansions going on of court looking. You you think the signings that they're making are, are a coincidence that there's been a lot more like Lucha and technical hybrid guys that are signing. They're going into Latin America, baby. Be on the lookout. Azteca like Underground. I like it. We're going to see it. Absolutely. It's happening. Yeah, there was uh, there was definitely that market that was spoken about in the um, the conference that we were in. Uh, he spoke about it highly, that that's a market that he wanted to battle the two billionaires, as he called it. And um, I don't think he's wrong. I just think geographically, there is other markets he could tap into. But, you know, you want to target Latin America first. So I have no problem with it. Go ahead. They deserve it. Absolutely. Hey, from a from a, a purely business objective standpoint, yes, Canada, we have some great wrestlers. We have a great wrestling market. But when you're coming from the States to be able to work Latin America, I think the market there is bigger and it would be more effective for them in oh, terms fuck of yeah. they, 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 we fill stadiums, they fill arenas. Yeah. Like right? they, they fill, maybe it's the other way around, but they fill like soccer stadiums full of wrestling fans. We couldn't yeah. pack that. Here. Absolutely. And like the style that MLW has with a lot of Lucha and technical guys is very much appreciated down there up here. I think Canada, we're we're a bit of a mixed bag, but I think more than anything, we kind of like like a Japanese strong style or a Canadian strong style in, in our sense. We like kinda more we than like anything. Our, we like who we like. If if you're if you're loved in Canada, you're kind of in. And whether you're yeah. a heel or a face here, you're loved. And we've witnessed that a thousand times over, i.e. Bret Hart when he was a heel in his last run in WWE. When he came here, he was cheered because Canada Edge, when Edge faced Cena in 06, Canada loves Canada. Yeah, you get you get cheered if you're Canadian. It doesn't matter. You could be the worst heel in the business. If you're Canadian, you're working Canada, you're working as a face. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that, that pretty much wrapped up a fantastic MLW Fusion Alpha episode. Yeah. I, uh, I thought this was one of their better ones recently. The matches were all solid. The promos were fan-fucking-tastic. There was a lot of laughs. There was a lot of great wrestling and spots. Uh, this is a great one to watch. If you haven't caught it yet, go back and watch it. 
because this is MLW doing what they do best, and that is entertaining us. And that's the great part about that. When they do their best, it makes our jobs so much more easier. Uh, so we don't really grade anymore, but now we've decided that we're going to start something new every week, which we're going to do our version, our opinion of the MLW Power Rankings Top 10. So do you want to kick it off with number 10 or should I? You start it. All right, number 10. It's going to surprise a lot of people, but number 10, I don't know if I could put him in there, but because it's our power rankings, I could do it my way. CD, Cesar Durant. I love the mind games. I love the manipulation. I love planting the seeds of doubt in Jacob Fatou's head. So I'm going to put El Jefe as number 10 in the power rankings. I know it doesn't mean anything, but to me it does. So number 10, El Jefe. All right. All right. Number nine, I'm going to go uh, based on some of his performance in that uh 12-man elimination match. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Zenshi on that list. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I will go with number eight as uh, maybe it should be higher in the power rankings, but just because I'm not sure where her alliances lie right now, and I think she's putting too much faith in Durant, I'm going to put Willow Nightingale, number eight. Ooh, Willow. All right. All right. All right. Number seven. I'm talking about... Let's go with slice boogie because he fucking ripped it in that match like that he always dude is a so intense, so intense. i love so, he is intense like well we should probably spoil that, it i mean everyone's already seen it but at war chamber yeah, 51 50 is the new mlw tag team champs so, yeah but it was announced it was damn. all over the place so both yeah. those guys are dope but like slice just looks like a guy that like he could be he could be like laying brick he could be working in an office or he could be beating the shit out of you. And he looks like he could fit all three of them like easily. Why not laying brick while in an office beating the shit out of you? Beating the shit out of you with a brick in an office. I like it. While drinking right. a cup of Richard Holiday's Dynastic Coffee. Boom. Number six. What do you got? Number six. I got to go with the, the other half of 51 to 50, man. Got to go with the uh, radioactive poppy. Danny Limelight, baby. Or Danny, Danny Rivera. Limelight? Rivera. All right. Well, number five, I am going Richard Holiday because his... Work and that six-man match, as well as the promos and segments he cut this week, were just fan-fucking-tastic. 100%, 100%. Now for the final four. Number final four, four, I got to give it to uh, Davey Richards, man. That main event was killer, and he punched his ticket. He's going to the finals of the Opera Cup, and uh, the lone wolf just proven that hiatus for a bit was well worth it because he's come back better than ever. I wish I could put Bobby Fish in the top 10, but considering he's not officially no longer a member of the MLW roster, it wouldn't be fair to put somebody that's not in the roster or on the payroll in the in our power rankings. But Bobby Fish, if you were, buddy, you would be my next pick for sure, hands down. But Davey Richards gets number four. Well, number three is going to Joseph Samael on the back of his fantastic promo and the underhanded dealings. Like, what is going on with this Fatu situation? Samael... He's got something going on that we don't know about. So uh, that shadiness bumps him up some spots in the rankings. Nice. I like it. Uh, I will say number two is the obvious choice here, really. Uh, it could be two or it could be one, depending on how you look at it. But I got to say in Duca, man, uh, between the promo, <laughs> between the spots in that top 12, between how they're building him up to literally be uh, the next hammer, if you will. He's aligned himself with Dynasty. He's going into War Chamber. He had a huge night tonight with promos being on point and those spots in that match that it's impossible to deny that this is a man who's going to have a shot at Hammer's title very, very, very soon, in my opinion. Uh, I, 
I so since you're putting him as number two, I'll put Hammer as number one, obviously world champion. But uh, I, I, if you hadn't pit, picked Nduka, I would have picked him as number one. Like this, this, this month's episode of Fusion was very much about the judge, and he laid down the verdict big time, multiple times. He How was laying the verdict all over How the place. How long did it take you to think of that? I had that written down from earlier on in the episode. <laughs> Just waiting for the right time to bust it out. You, you have to, you have to say it intently. You have to say it intent. Do it again, but do it a little bit more intense. Go intently. Ahead, intently. You have to lay intensity. it down in, with so much intensity. Sorry, intensity. Intensity. I, what do you... What? Lay it down with more intensity. Right now. Say it again. EJ and Duca laid down the verdict multiple times. Better? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm off today. It's, it's been a long day, man. You have what sleeping? No, I, I I have a job. I have a shoot job. <laughs> we both have shoot jobs. I know. All right. All right. All yeah, right. but like, I oh. I have to actually work. You get to sit okay. in a nice office all day drinking coffee. Oh, yeah, night. Yeah, nice office. Yeah, I have a vent right above me, and sometimes at the weirdest points of the day, it blows like super cold air for no reason. Oh, I just work from home. Okay, so there you go. And I've seen your home offices, and it's lovely. It is lovely. Yeah, it is. It is. So lovely. I was I was trying to have a little fun. So pull the stick out of your ass. It's fine. But that's our top ten power ranking for this week. Uh, you can catch catch that well in the episode, obviously. But we also send it out to the Wrestling Index. It's another great uh, website organization we're affiliated with. So check them out. They're awesome. I uh, run by my man Tim King uh, and his lovely wife Melissa King. They're fantastic people. So you can catch obviously all of our stuff on there. You can catch all of our stuff. Where did the thumbs up come from? Look right here, right above the record, right here in the corner. Oh yeah, look at that. That's from you. <laughs> Why? Well, hey, thumbs up right there. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. I love it. All right. What happens if I do this? Anything happen? No, nothing. Nothing happens. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. No. What if I do that? Yeah. No. Nothing. I don't know how we did the it, English. but we'll figure it out next time. As always, I'm your host, your boy George McKay. I want to thank my boy, my podcast life partner, my best friend. Uncle Bobby B for taking the reins on this week's episode. That's me, baby. All right. Shout out your socials. I'll shout out mine and then we'll get the hell out of here. The real Uncle Bobby B on Instagram and uh, Uncle underscore Bobby underscore B underscore mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yes. Sure. Finally. He Still finally does it. it. Uh, for me, it's pretty simple. No matter which social you go to, you'll find the link tree, which leads you to the rest of the socials. But I'll just make it simple. Straight talk at underscore straight talk on Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, Straight Talk Wrestling. We also have merch on Pro Wrestling Tees, merch on Spreadshop. So check it out. Buy, support. We appreciate it. We love you. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys Adios. next time.